Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast, where I bring a new guest on each episode to have a conversation and a coffee. This podcast is brought to you to enlighten other people's stories, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast. This is the first episode of my new series, The Takeaway, where I sit with Robbie G. Robbie, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Um, We'll sit, we'll have a takeaway, we'll have a chat, just get to know each other a little bit better, let people listen and then get to know people uh, that come on and sit in this chair like yourself. And then hopefully you listen and then take something away from this episode. So first things first, Robbie, you know, obviously massively successful in Dublin. I mean, your name is, is as big as they get in Dublin's DJ scene, but where did this begin? How did you even get into DJing in the first place? Because at first, at first I wasn't even thinking of being a producer. Like the, the way it was, was I always knew at first I was going to be working on computers. That was that I knew that for a fact. But with like, I was always into game and I was flat out in college. I used to love college. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I used to do as a kid. Just I used to be that sweaty kid that used to just sit in the house and that was it. But uh, I used to get into making graphics and all for for like for gamers and all that mm-hmm. on the computer. So trying to get a few followings up on YouTube. And uh, I started trying to do the graphics and all, and I was looking at other fellas that were a bit older than me. Look, I was only about 15, 16 at the time. And I was losing interest in it. And I kept coming across on YouTube, I kept coming across um, FL Studio, which is, a, which is the software that I use now to make music. And it's basically, a, it's, it's a DAW um, that, was made, that was made so you can make your own melodies. And this is what I kept seeing on, on YouTube anyway, of these, like say, say people on YouTube remaking um, well-known songs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was, I was fascinated by it. I was, like, I was like, and I kept finding myself going back to these videos, obviously by YouTube does that, mm-hmm. like it, it makes you recommend it and all. And then one of the days I just ended up downloading FL Studio and messing around with it, messing about it. with it, yeah. Like, and I remember I, I messed about with it for about two or three days straight sitting on my laptop and uh, nothing was coming from it and I just said, no, I'm not doing this, threw it away. And then um, at the time then I was feeling mad like, cause, of, cause of, like, I felt like I knew I was going to do well in school, knew that straight away. Why so was that? I just never, I was never good at uh, like, like the, the school, the, the way the school works. Academically works, sitting I was down never academically good, no, I was, I was never good at authority order, like I was never told, like, like being told what to do and all that, and especially as well. Um, like the way, like I, I, when I first went into school, I knew straight away I wasn't going to be good at it, so I felt lost. I felt like right, I wasn't. No place here. Yeah, I said I'm not going to do well here. I need to find something already. Like I was only, only going into fourth or second year. Like I was already worrying about my future. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up, um, said to myself, I said, right, I, I need to do something here again. So I ended up going back There's the at shirt. the grub. We grabbed the grub. Leopard. So you are starving. I'm starving. Miss me dinner and all I did, bro. Never even had canoe before. I think this is yours. It's better be nice now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not made had to put me onto it, yeah. Basically, I I needed to find something to do. Mm. So I went back to the music, went back to the laptop, because that's all I was doing when I went home, just sitting on my laptop and all that. And um, I just said to myself, right, let, let's get, let, let me give this a go again. And um, end up coming up with the music. I ended up just sitting there and grafting. I said to myself, no, I want to do this because I really got to start getting interested in it. And uh, ended up coming across. And I think the first tune that you ever really made, I'll never forget, was, uh, it was called Torn Me Out. Do you ever hear, do you remember mm-hmm. that tune, Torn mm-hmm. Me Out? It was an old classic now. 
and there was like a mad, it was mad melodic. It was like din 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 din, and it was a mad like upbeat. It was on the, it was on MTV and everything, and uh, like all the videos. And it was it was one of these big tunes back then. I was only about fifteen, and I just it popped into my head. And it was just it was, I never you never never knew how to play the piano or anything like that. So I just done it with just done it by ear, and I remember as soon as I did that, something just came over me. I was like, I just remade that song, remade the main melody of that song, in in my room in my laptop in about five minutes. Now, now five minutes is a bit long Imagine now for that, five but for my first time ever sitting down and I remade, oh this wasn't easy, this melody like that I was trying to do, mm -hmm. and um, it was as uh, soon as that happened then I just, it just clicked at me then, you know what I mean, and I just, the rest was history, you know what I mean, it was madness, like it was like something came over me that day, I was like right, this has, this has to be it, you know but like, I mean? DJing, like going from just messing around with the things on YouTube and watching the videos to going yeah. into DJing, Making songs now that are played in most nightclubs in Dublin, and yeah. you know, your name is known. You live on the north side of Dublin. You're from yeah, Kulak, yeah. Well, just so beside Kulak, but basically you know, you're living on the north side, and people on the south side, people on the west side, anywhere, all around Dublin, all around yeah. Ireland. Like, yeah, I think like, the maddest, the first time, the first time I actually seen it kicking off now was remember years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but you remember Evan used to go down to Hout Pier. Probably the, 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 yeah. they do the same up what's your name in the harbour that's up here? Um, the locks. Yeah, they always used to go up there over this side as well. Like I know yeah. but from where from where I was, everyone from Donamade, Kulak, Kilbarrick, everywhere, Baldoyle, they all used to go every time summertime, Hout Pier. That's where everyone went. Like there was murder at it every year and everything <laughs> like but basically that's where we all used to go and it was a sunny day, everyone used to meet up there. And uh, I remember I made brown eyes and um I remember, no, actually what happened was, at first, before all that, we made, I started making EDM, Big Room, and that's the stuff I was listening to at first, and uh, it wasn't going well for me, I, I wasn't making that, nothing was coming out of it, and uh, I just said, I knew everyone was liking the house music and stuff, and I've never, never even listened to house music before, I remember my mate introduced me to house music for the first time, and about a week later I made Brown Eyes, because like, I never, never heard of it before, so I noticed people started to like it, and um Basically then, he said to me, um, people like the old school vocals, so go just find an old school vocal. Yeah, give me, give me a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think kind of, when you're done brown eyes, that was a real taste then for people to, right, so you got a response from that. Yeah. But you got a reaction, but in the past you weren't. Not even that, it was just, nobody was really into the stuff I was doing. Like in terms of big room and EDM mm -hmm. and all that, they were all into the house, but I didn't know that. So I was only getting into it, like, and um, so then I made this brown eyes tune, and I sent it to, I sent it to Jamie Ennis, and I said to Jamie, "Would you be into working on this with me?" Because I had no idea. Like at the time, Jamie was involved with uh, Quins and all that, Quins and Drum Conjure, mm -hmm. and that was the big thing. Like, and Jamie, and uh, Jamie uh, brought me in there, then got us a few gigs in there, and then we ended up working on brown eyes, and I came out, and I remember he said to me. He said it to me on Facebook, texted me and said, you know this tune's going to get about 60,000 plays. Now at the time I was only getting about 400, 500 plays. And I remember him saying that to me. And I was like, he is, he is, like, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? There's no way. That's, I had no doubt. My, like, He's exaggerating. I was convinced that, that he was just talking crap. Like, and um, then next thing I put it out. And within, I think within two days it was on over 70,000 plays. And we're up to like three million. We're on now. three million now, yeah. Fast forward three years, three million, yeah. Yeah, three years. That's what I was thinking. How long has the process really been? Like, I mean, full time. How long has it been going on? Um, 
I started in, let me think now. I started when I was about 16 and I got, I started making music before I was, um, I'm 21 now. So I started. You're 21? I'm yeah, older I'm only, than you. I'm only 21, yeah. Do you think I was older I thought you were older than me. Just because of the head on your shoulders, I thought you were very mature. I thought you were going to say because I look mad old or something. <laughs> so you're the one with the beard. The opposite of that, yeah. <laughs> the opposite of that. No, I actually, because I picked you up and we had a long drive over and I got to learn yeah. a lot about you before sitting down with you. But I'm, I'm glad I kind of got to hear kind of where you grew up and, you know, how you got into it before I'm even asking that. Because yeah. I'm asking you the questions now so people listen and get to know. And, and it's obviously sharing your story, which a lot of people mightn't know. Yeah. But... I presumed you were older than me because of how much you've done in that yeah. short time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like, that's not many people. I mean. Not many people. Like, I didn't even realize it until now. Like, at the time I was doing what I was doing with the music and all. Like, I think still, when I started making music at my age, there was not many people around my area that was making music and and like, you know, like just a Joe soap. Them. You know what I mean? Making house music and and it being good for people to listen to. You know what I mean? And. So I kind of bl like blew up, so to speak, and I was getting booked all over the country, and I was only sixteen still. What was that like? Six, sixteen. It was unbelievable. Like to be honest with you, it's only now, it's only now you realise how what an hectic and how crazy it was at the time because nobody at my age is really doing that around here. So like it went, it happened so quick. Like that's the one thing I'd say. Like it happened so quick. Like like I was I toured Ireland. I think nearly six times now. I've seen it every corner of the country, down to me, down to my songs that I made on my laptop in my room. You know what I mean? Now, now I have a studio to walk in. Like, I, I, I'm, it's just crazy. You're walking, like, I had this, had this in. You're walking with some of the best production yeah. teams out there. Like you've been recently signed with. I just signed. I just signed a new track with Perfect Havoc, and I have another track coming out before the end of the year, which I can't say anything about. But it's another single. I have two singles coming out, and. Um, People have probably seen it from if if they follow me on, on Instagram and stuff like that. That I'm posting stuff about Perfect Havoc all the time. Obviously the same track as Joel's track. Sorry. So Perfect Havoc, yeah. For people that don't know, Perfect Havoc were behind. Sorry. Joe Joe Curry's track. Sorry, the, the one, one that's one, in yeah. the charts now. Yeah. yeah, it's in the charts now. I think it's I think it's eight weeks in the top ten. Yeah, right definitely. now still. And it was number one for. Yeah, quite it was a number time. one in Ireland. It's still it's still in the top ten now. I think it's number eight or something. But mm -hmm. the ten that's ten weeks in a row now. Or eight weeks in a row. Sorry, he just came up out of nowhere and basically. It was because of Joel, really, that I got this track um, onto Perfect Havoc because obviously me, I mean, like I remember going to the under 18s in the Rife a few years ago to Joel doing playing EDM and stuff. So I was always a fan of Joel, like as a fan, as, as in, 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 terms, in, in terms of a DJ, like because I was looking at his how he just like his stage presence is. Do you know what I mean? Everyone loved him, so like, so I ended up in the future, and then I ended up coming across meeting Joel because. Uh, I was playing down in Donegal one night. It was for a freshers week, I think it was, and um, Joe was uh, playing in the same town. It was in Letterkenny, and I was playing in Fifth Avenue. I was booked for Fifth Avenue, which is at the top, and that was like the latest gig that day. There was like a day gig for a college gig, and he was there. So we ended we ended up staying in the same hotel together. So we met each other in the reception, and we were talking and talking back and forth. And he ended up saying to him, "I'm playing tonight." He goes, "He was going to a show." That like that time during the day, he said he's finished up then and he's just chilling in the hotel. So I said, why don't you come with me? I'm playing that night up the road and we go back then together. And uh, he ended up coming in and uh, there was a live stream and all of it. And Joel came in behind me and I was playing. And it was a great night like that. It was, it was One of the best memories. We clicked. Yeah, it was very good. But uh, ended up because of that, then we became good friends. We were talking back and forth then over the years. And then obviously then um, he brought out this track. Sorry, 
and for years my plan was always was to get if anyone if you if anyone that if anyone knows me properly the close my plan was always that I wanted to get Hayley May in a song. That's what I wanted. So You've always said so this. when I saying ever since that she made a track with um Zach Samuel um I always said I wanted to get get her on a track because I remember Derek Healy, you know Derek Healy? Mm -hmm. I remember when I was playing in Sin all the time with all the boys. Um well, Derek, what age you? I was only sixteen when I was in Sin, yeah, started off. That's 16. crazy that you were like mingling with all these people that were yeah. like six, seven and years old. At the time Derek Healy was uh, Derek still is, he's still one of the pioneers in the I know what you're saying, him and Sean Sutton about the funky box days, the boys, they were yeah. the top tier. They were, and he's, they still are as respected as that. You I know think what I mean? when Sin closed, then unfortunately, then their, I suppose, Mecca, their yeah. place that everyone went to and yeah. knew them. Oh, it was, and, and it was taken the way I seen it was, because I was so young, the Dublin scene has changed completely compared to when, when I started off. Look, when I started off, it was at, I wouldn't say it's at, it, was, it was at its peak, but. There were so many opportunities for DJs to get up and like in terms of like clubs to go to, clubs to play in. There were so many clubs open. Nowadays, there's no clubs, absolutely none. Like no, like like like. All think, you're hearing about is them closing down. Yeah, I think since I'm, I think since Sin has closed down, I think uh, Lafayette's gone, Sin's gone, Play, Play is gone. <coughs> uh, that's tramline now. That's reopened now. But Play is gone. Um, what's the other one? District A. District 8's gone, yeah, but that's now reopened as Jam Park. I didn't know that. Yeah, did you not know that? Jam Park in the Roy venue is uh, oh, yeah, but not but on only the venue. Francis Street. No, like that's, that's gone. gone. Tindley, that, that's that's knocked okay. down now. But um, they're after taking over. District, uh, District 8 are after taking over the Jam Park in Roy's. Hangar. Hangar's gone as well, yeah. And there's, there's another one. Bernard Shaw's gone. There's so many of them. There's so many of them. But like, all these places are gone. And these were like the places where people like you made your name. Yeah, look, if it wasn't for Shane, look, they gave me a platform. Look, the looks of Kieran Gray, Sam Sparrow. Uh, Him, Sean Sutlove, Derek Heady. I'd say Bob Courtney. Bob is the reason why I started DJing. I didn't know that. Look, I walked, this is actually, this is actually a funny story, right? I was, uh, when I, I was first got contacted by, by Sparrow on, uh, on Messenger on Facebook, and he texted me and said... Uh, what was that like seeing that message? I, 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 to be honest with you, I didn't know who he was. This right, is how okay. this is how new to the to the game I was. I didn't know even know who Sam you. was. Like I knew he was someone because I searched up his page and I had a look and it said he was manager of Sin and all that. I was like, and at the time I think I was doing the under 18s and rights. Nate Dwyer was the one who got me in there. Nate's a good mate of mine. Not a big name. And he brought me in, and uh, he uh, he put me into rights. So I started off there, and then obviously Al Skelton um, from All Star Management. He was the one who brought me into. Um, we are young then, over at the Spin Road, I just got there, so that? that's where I started off, that was where I got my first gig, like, so I was doing the under 18s for a while. That's mad, you were, you were then, just uh, a couple of years old and some of the people that were there. Yeah, I was, I was very young, but that's what made it great, do you get me, because and we, I we think were, that's good, because they could look up at you and think, I could be up there, yeah. or I could, should start DJing. Yeah. He was basically saying, there's an opportunity here for a DJ re residency, for Sin, mm -hmm. and I was 16 at the time, I was thinking, how is this going to work, you know what I mean? How am I even going to get in? Yeah, right, so... Um, <laughs> So basically what happened was, he said, Sparrow was like, uh, I was like, what type of decks and all do you use? And um, he goes, we have CDJ 2000s, this and that. And I was like, right, Grant, had no idea what these you were. You were a laptop point. at the time. Like, I was only making music. I didn't know how to DJ. They didn't know this. So I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. So I walked in and I had, I had to ring him. I said, listen, I said, I don't know how to DJ. You winged it. I said, and I said to the mouth straight, I said, I don't know how to DJ. I said, 
I only know I'm only making music at the moment. I actually don't know. Look, I have a little mixed track pro there. Do you know what? That was very honest of you. Oh, but I had to. Like it was either that or I was gonna, they were going to put me on a nightclub night and I had the clue how to press the buttons. Like that's what that's what it was, would have been like because so their thing was it was actually going like if I was DJing if it, if the, if I knew how to DJ like at the time, sin was full every weekend. Like it was the place to go to. Like so every single you weekend. The door being turned away. Yeah, rammed it was every single weekend. So there was like the the the, the time they text me, I was meant to play that weekend. But mm. when I told them I couldn't play then. They, they just took me on the next week, you know what I mean? But it was going to be a full house both times because it was flying. So they were planning on doing a brand called Warriors and they were going to have like a string of, a string of DJs. Callum Keats has put so many young Irish DJs on the map that were really talented and really good, but he gave them the platform and he gave them the opportunities. Like, I mean, some guys that were standing in Forbidden Fruit on mm. the stage in a tent playing in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people, yeah. he made that happen. And when I got him on the podcast, like I really got to learn about him that he's just massively interested in the music. Yeah. And I learned that about you too, because we're coming over in the car and you're playing me all your songs yeah. that are coming out. Like you, yeah. you just want people to know how much hard work you're putting yeah, in. Definitely. And and see. Like, it's it's as well as that. Um like you wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting in the car and I would be showing random people them songs, you know what I mean? Like I think like especially the ones I was showing you. Um, yeah, I got a real sneak peek yeah, there, didn't I? Yeah, let's say nothing let's about say that. Nothing <laughs> Coming soon, bro. <laughs> but uh, now I um, I wouldn't be showing that to many people because I think I see what you're doing here with the podcast and stuff, and you're just looking, you're just like me from 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 same me from another job soap, just getting up and doing something. You know what I mean? Not just living for this nine to five job. And no. so what I get from that was was is well, you're like minded. You know what I mean? So yeah. I knew you, if I do what I showed you, you'd understood. You understood that. I did immediately. You know what I mean? And straight yeah, away, even that. little things like even when I showed you the song with my sister, yeah. you noticed how hus the husky part of her voice. I just noticed like instantly why looked. you choose certain things and certain yeah. people, and why. You and it's it's you're not many people cop that either. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm a massive lover of music as well. But I mean, when I think of like my friend from the area like Connor Thompson yeah you know only legend lives up, only lives up the Connor's road a like, legend do you know what I mean yeah. but Good man, man as well. Connor was the type of bloke that when we were at parties like he'd have his phone connected to the speaker yeah. and he'd be playing songs and people would come up to him and he didn't know how to DJ and people would say to him that's a great song where'd you get that and he'd be saying oh I found it here and there Yeah. Connor just needed to put that talent of being able to pick songs at the right moment know when to play them keep the people up mm. dancing everyone's in good form what's the next song you know the way Oh, the next song has to yeah. be better, and he he was doing yeah. that. Connor learned how to DJ, and his mixes that go out, you know. Well, Connor's a grafter. I have to. He's honestly, consistent. Like, like he's, he's one, yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of the only few boys around here. Now, don't get me wrong. Dublin is smashing it right now. Like honestly, like every there's so many everyone's DJs winning. now. Everyone's winning, yeah, and that's the way it should be. But with the likes of Connor, like I have to give it to Connor. Like he, he always has something new to bring to the table. Like mm -hmm. whether it's whether it's. Um, well, it's like the way he promotes his, his mixes, the way he promotes his, do you know what I mean? It's always one step ahead and he's always like, he's on the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have to give it to him, but fair play. That's a friend of mine. Looks Nathan, Nathan's the exact same, Nathan Dwyer is the exact same. He is, yeah. he's, he's, he's in the game now, I think. He has to be in the game now. Yeah, he's in the game about 10 years, I think. With Tomo Gaffney? Tomo's in it a long time as well, yeah. Tomo's, Tom, Tomo was part of the Warriors with us. That's so right. was Bisse. His name's on the CD, and Adam Kelly. So was Bisse, played me, Connor. Me, Connor Bisse. Tom O'Gaffney, Bob Courtney, and Jazz Kane. You know Jazz Kane off yeah. uh, Spin One O'Shea. Yeah. He's now a presenter on Spin. That Man. was that's the that was the wasn't that was the, at the time. Look at him now. Yeah, that was the crew of us that, that that started off at Warriors. But the main the main residents ended up being me and Bob. I think the boys ended up done, start doing their own Bob, things. Bob doesn't get enough credit either. Like Bob, Bob is Bob is Bob is the Bob reason we started. Bob put a lot of people on. Bob you know put I mean? a lot of people on. You know he did, and and he he always kind of wanted to. I think with Bob, he wanted the 
Dublin DJ saying to rise. Hundred percent. He didn't want him and to rise. And he still wants that. He, st- uh, he, he just wanted the scene to rise. Yeah. He just wanted to see people come yeah. out so every weekend. We remember when I first met Bob. Yeah, we first met Bob. They brought us into scene. All the boys are there. This is, there was an empty club now at this point. I walked in, a little skinny fella, crapping myself. You know what I mean? Not know. I was didn't know what was did to expect. And I met Bob, and uh, straight away, like when me and Bob started playing together, we 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 bounced off each other very well in terms of these and and uh, I remember. Uh, I remember him just me and him just sitting there. Like, I remember the first night we don't worry us. First night me playing and saying like, I remember this is sit, the first night sitting up in the VIP. You heard the, heard the music in the background. I was it was just I was in my element. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember having a chat with Bob and he was just sitting there. He was saying he said we're gonna rock this 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 place now. And he said saying he said now Dublin. He said this place is gonna, this no one's seen this yet. Well, he, you know what I mean? He had vision, didn't he? Yeah, and that's what same I liked about it. Same with Derek and same with Sean. Yeah, but so did I. People. But I just didn't have the confidence to speak up or anything yet. But yeah, but, but look saying, how young you are. If s- s- I would not be. The person I am now, if it wasn't for the people I met and seeing, and like the people that were around me at that time, like I, I, it was like a family. Same as like well, a I family. I want to say as well, time. like we were talking when we were when we were out um, driving up here. I got Damien Dempsey, like yeah. away from the DJ thing, but no, one, one of the biggest names in, in Irish folk, Irish. Yeah, he has a hip hop vibe to it as well. Yeah, he he's almost rap. like a rapper. You know what I mean? He can, he can, you know. But with Damien Dempsey, like when you told me the story about when you met him. Yeah. And you met him face to face, and I let you tell the story anyway. But like how you met him and what he said to oh. you, like imagine hearing that off somebody you listen to. Like, so basically, right? Um, my dad introduced me to Damien years ago, years ago. Look back when we, we like, I still go down. Like me and he has a, a mobile home in Wexford, mm. so every summer we used to go down, and uh, fell in love with his tunes. Then ever since, we used to go home. I think he was the only album we bought on iTunes ever. Still, still the only no album way. we have that on, on iTunes. So, used to listen to that with the earphones in. That was the only and one you ever bought. Only one, still is, still to this day, except for my own tune, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own one, but um, yeah, I, I, I ended up listening to his stuff. Got, got, got knew every word of, of uh, I don't know the name of the album now, but I knew every word of it. And um, fast forward then a couple of years, I done a tune. Then I didn't do a tune. I done a gig in. Uh, in night in toy nightclub in Nice, and um, ended up your man who who ran, who runs the who runs that gig that booked me. It was his name was Chris something. I can't remember his name, but he was involved with Barney. And um, then uh, ended up going. He ended up saying to me, "I saw you with guests and all for Barney." For it was the one that McGregor jumped into the cage. Do you remember that? And uh, how could I forget that? Oh, that was unbelievable. That was mad. I was right in front of it when it happened. Anyways, what was it like seeing that? Happen? Uh, was it like. Is this real? I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know at first it was him. And then I just heard people shouting behind me, it's gone, it's gone, I was in no way. Madness. Nut job. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically, ended, the up same go- ended up going to Barnet, ended up meeting um, John Connors. Now, I know John Connors very well because he lives up beside me in Darlene, and I'm going, I, know his son, I know his little brother, uh, Parky Connors. And um, basically, having a chat with him outside before I kicked off, and uh, I just asked him who he's here with. He goes, Oh, I'm here with uh, Damo and Teddy. Right, so I didn't cop in my head, Damo and Teddy, I was like, ah oh, yeah, they're, they're walking ahead of us, couldn't see them. And then they turn around, the next thing Damien Dempsey's standing in front of me, standing over me now, because he's huge, he's huge. Powerhouse. So, standing over me, so I'm, for the first time in my life, I'm a bit starstruck, like I'm sitting there going, Jesus, Listen to this it's, fella it's as him. a kid, driving yeah, back from Wexford, and yeah. now here he is. So, I said, gee, listen Damo, I said, I love your music, I said, um, my dad introduced me to your stuff years ago and all that, and uh, I've been listening to your stuff ever since. And he just turns out to me and goes, I was listening to Bend the Knee before, before we left the house. As he's like, getting ready what? to go out, he's yeah. listening to your track. Yeah, so I was like, no way. 
So then two days later then, uh, John texts me and asks me did, did I want to work on one of his tunes, one of Damon, Damon's new tunes. And um, I said yeah I'd have a go of it and then it was, it, at the time it was, it was around December time last year. So I was thinking to myself December time. Asked me about this. Said Vicar Street's coming up soon. I don't know what he does there. The Christmas year, the Christmas thing. Yeah, I've yeah. never Two been or to three it. Nights, is yeah. It? So, oh yeah, I turned around and I said, I said, a chance that a chance me arm. I said, a chance me arm. Said to John, uh, any chance you can uh, ask Damon for two tickets to to see Damien Dempsey? I said, I love to bring me dad. My dad introduced me to him ago. It'd be great to introduce yourself to. Now, at this point, I didn't think it was going to meet Damon at, at all. Like during the night at the time, because he knew he was going to be busy. Like, yeah, see the show and then go home. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I got told it was sold out, but he sorted me out. Damo sorted me out. Guest list. He made room. Yeah, he made room for us. Yeah. And so, gave me the best seats. Yeah. Us. So he ended up giving us the best seats. Only at the end, we found out he was sitting beside his wife the whole time, and uh, we sang sang our hearts out. We were all locked. We were in there. That was great. And uh, full of Guinness. Yeah. Oh, too right. <laughs> and uh, ended up going into the VIP room then and meeting Damo's brother and. Meeting everybody in there, I was a brilliant, surreal experience. Brilliant. It was unbelievable. It was, you couldn't write it like ah, it was yeah. magical. Because I met him myself. I was yeah. telling you then years ago. Now I was very young and I was at one of his gigs in the Olympia, and I got brought backstage by yeah. a backup band who, yeah. you know, my stepdad is very good friends with the lead singer, and we went back and he was there and yeah. he was kind of only getting ready and we yeah. kind of sported on him, but he still had loads of time yeah. for me. He got a photograph. Uh, it, was, it was amazing because I got to, I got to put my dad in that situation. Do you know what? That's what down, I was going to say. To, most down to, of all. But down to something that he gave me because I, I really got me music. That. I got me music from him. You know what I mean? My dad's yeah. musical person. My family's a musical family. Like, I respect and because that. because of that, because of what I've done with my music, this was an opportunity to show. My, like, I, I I would never have been able to do that if it wasn't for my music. You know what I mean? Like, I would never have been sitting in them two seats in my dad and Vicar Street. You'd have known John, but you wouldn't have had that mutual connection. Exactly. Because you wouldn't have been able to make a song yeah. and you and wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to have Damien say to you I was only listening exactly. to that song exactly and you can't write that stuff that stuff's priceless no, you know and I, mean? I think that's amazing but um, can I just play one of your songs just course, for anybody yeah, that's listening here they might be like what well, actually what song has he got who's um, <laughs> <is> this fella I'm going to watch if you, if you get I'll be have a look in a second but I think it's on nearly about 3 million views now on that just on that alone views. just on that alone yeah Yeah. I actually looked on a big job has he yeah 3 million what a song yeah still love it that took it me. Just brings you know, back so many memories. You do know, know? Do you know why I, I made it? I made it the way I made it because obviously, look, I told you, I never knew anything about house music at the time. But what was big at the time was remember Philip George, you were mine. Yeah. Wish you were mine. Sorry. If you listen to that now, you'll notice the resemblance. Um, I want to play a song with your sister in it. Oh yeah, isn't it lovely? Yeah. Now this is just a cover of uh, Billy Eilish's track and Carla's track. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? Yeah. Which so, is just this was very yeah. So the, yeah. The so I basically made it's, it's our own cover of the track with me producing it and doing the vocals. I actually recorded this. Um, I recorded this in my bedroom with Shane, me and her. She done her recording in there as well. Yeah. So like, I, I basically have I have speakers and all in my room. Like, but I recorded. Uh, I have a little mic that my mate Kane gave me. He's your man Kane talks. Remember I was telling you about the Yeah, yeah. And he gave me a little mic that he used something like this, like. And um, ended up recording that on that, yeah, in the, the, in the bedroom. Some some voice on it. Planning on I have two songs finished for her as well. That we're not imagine finished. But imagine you can eventually get your sister to be able. That's that's the plan. That's what I want to do. Like, like I have the beauty of giving her the platform now to to express herself already. What like while I'm already established now, like people will already know her straight away. You know what I mean? And she she has the power to. To be big as well, 100%. There's no doubt in that. I mean, 
Like she's some sort of, she's only 17 or 18 in there. I do be shocked at it myself. Yeah. Like imagine that now recording in a proper record studio and not my bedroom. It would take you bring up you bring up What's your hair. Nothing now. Look, it's it's in the process. It's going on right now. This is it. <laughs> that is a, oh, that's a great Chill, song. Congratulations on that one. Cheers, Bob. Appreciate that. 100%. Brilliant. Um, with all the comments coming in, yuck me. Yeah. <laughs> the dubs are part and what? Yeah, we've got to let that play in the background. It's too good yeah, to knock off. Let's jump into a quick little quiz. I'll just get yeah. to know you a little bit better and a couple of questions. So these are just questions that you can answer yourself. They're basically your own opinions. Um, there's no answers there, open beside them clearly because they're your answers now. Yeah. Um, your favourite DJ? At the moment, Camel Fat. Camel Fat, yeah. Mike Descala and um, Ultra B. Remember Ultra B years ago? Yeah. He's now the part of a duo now. Camel Fat, everyone knows Camel Fat now. They're huge, they're massive. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I love that I think style. Cola is the most known song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, without a doubt. Techno or Deep House? Deep House. Why? Um, I think I've tried, I've tried to, because techno is so big in Dublin now, and Ireland, I've tried to kind of go into it, adapt to it, like, because I've, because obviously how big it is, but I just can't do it. I don't know why you Your look. Heart's not really. I think I think my heart is with Deep House. Like yeah, not, I, agree. Not, I would choose Deep House as well. Yeah, I think because I've I've grown up around that. You know what I mean? And I'm up, I love all sorts. I love techno. I love, but I would rather Deep House mm -hmm. than techno. Yeah, because what I'm asking is, if you had a choice of one. Yeah, it would be know, Deep House. Yeah. You still have a love for techno, but if you had to pick one. Yeah, it would have house. to be Deep House because it's what it's what I make. You know what I mean? Favorite song of all time. Oh, this doesn't is have a to hard be dancing. Doesn't have to be house. Doesn't have to be. Do you know what? I'm gonna just throw it out there. Damien Dempsey, Ghost of Overdoses. That's the you, one. You said that to me earlier on, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's the one. When we're in the car, you said I'm that. not going to go back on it, but that's what it is. Perfect, and that's why I said to you, any genre. Yeah, or even that whole album, not even, it, yeah, I know I have to pick a song, but the whole album, <laughs> yeah. the Damien Dempsey is savage. Yeah, basically anything Damien Dempsey yeah, is. That's is, what I listen to now. If I see, see I listen to dance music constantly, constantly, constantly. When if I want to wind down, bit of brain stimulation, just sit there, close my eyes, bit of Damien Dempsey. That album's going on already, album by Damien Dempsey, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, Sonny Federa or MK? I can tell it's a tricky one of you. It has to be MK for me, yeah. Hundred okay, percent. MK was MK was always. If you listen to any of my music, my music is every time it's it's inspired by his type of style. The way yeah, he chops well, up the vocals. Isn't it lovely? It was a bit like yeah. Even this track here, even there. this even this track here. This is my um, remix of Halsey. Sorry. If you listen to the way I chop up the vocals, the way the if you listen to the percussions, it's all inspired by by Mark Mark Hinch. So it has to be MK without a doubt. Look, don't get me wrong, Sonny Videra is very good, but... Uh, if you pick one. His vocals are savage, Sonny Videra's vocals are great. That's what pulls people in, and it's the simplicity in his tunes, but I think MK is the man for me, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And uh, final question, your favourite festival? Um, anywhere in the world. I Dublin, think, it can be I ha anywhere. I think, I think because of looking at, the, looking at it over the years, and how big, like, like I remember when I first started, it's what I always looked at. Would be Tomorrowland. It has to be like it's the go-to. It's, it's kind of the, yeah. It would the be best Tomorrowland. One, isn't it? It's yeah, always it the one. Every, every kind of festival it's, go. It's, I wish it's it like a mad mystical land. That's the way they have it built. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you look at every stage, it's but just look at, like, the way people dress. It's like yeah, a costume yeah, it's type deadly. thing, isn't it? It's, it's deadly. Like I first when I first seen, sorry, when I first seen Tomorrow at Tomorrowland first come up, I thought it was just EDM because at the time I was only listening to EDM, but now it now it's um. 
you have everything there, like Patrick Toppins playing there, um, Rebuke, Ruben Keeney from Donegal. Well, just quickly before we wrap it up, before I um, finish this episode, it's a great episode, only for everyone to do, yeah? Um, not just because there was yeah. food involved and we're both, <laughs> both two grubbers, but what's the future plans for Robbie G? What can we expect to see in the near future? Um, well, I've been quiet for a reason, I'll, t- I'll say that, because the past year, um, it's been the quietest I've ever been, and it's down It's down to simply I've been just working on so much music. In the background? Yeah, so much music. So, like I said earlier, I have the new single coming out with uh, Perfect Havoc in the UK. Um, same vocalist that sang Joe Curry, sorry, Hayley May, is featuring on it. And then I have that other track that I can't speak about yet, which is out very soon. But I think a good way to do this would be for anyone listening and, and anybody that didn't know Robbie or just had seen his name on these tracks because listening to them, here's the face, you can put the face to the name now, but if you want to keep up to date or want to know when the next songs are coming out, I suppose Robbie's just explained what's coming, but just follow him on Instagram, follow him on the social media platforms because you won't miss out on anything. Be sure to follow him on SoundCloud, which I link all these social media platforms below, but follow him and you'll never miss any of his updates coming because He's going to be sharing them through Instagram. There's tracks he can't even talk about yet, but before you know it, they're going to be out and they're going to be brought yeah. to our ears. Our, hopefully you all like them as well, because I love them. Our SoundCloud. So yeah, 100%. And Robbie, I just can't thank you enough for Absolute coming on. Absolutely. Well. I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Thanks so much, Robbie.